Hey guys, welcome back to Sticky Sports Side. I'm Phil. And I'm Noah. This podcast contains heavy bias, bad sports takes, usually by me, occasional yelling, degeneracy, and rarely facts to back it up. Welcome to the sticky side of sports. Let's hop on this gravy train. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sticky Sports Side. We have plenty to dive into yesterday. It was a day of upsets. Phil? Um, yeah, it was crazy day of upsets. I think the top, what, six, seven teams? Six? Top six teams did. Yeah, top six teams went down, including number one Gonzaga, who not only lost, but they lost uh, by 10, and they got controlled the entire game. So, a lot, a lot to dive into. All right, no. I believe all six of them were on the road as well. Well, and that is what makes it a little bit, like, makes it make sense a little bit more. Um, for you guys who don't know, SEC home teams, especially the top four teams, they do not lose at home. Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Auburn, they do not lose at home. They're combined 69-1 and one at home. That's insane. That's a very nice amount of wins. I, I would agree. Um, all right, dude. Let's let's go into the review a little bit of it. There was some big time games. Yeah, uh, starting in the early market games, we had Purdue losing a close one to Michigan State. Um, you kind of leaned me in the other direction of Michigan State. Um, I'm a big Purdue fan this year. Jaden Ivey's a fun player to watch. Travion Williams, Zach Eady. They just just, just a really fun team to watch offensively, but their defense lacks at times. Yeah, they sometimes forget that they need to play defense to win games. Um, also on the road, they're just they're just a less potent team, to be honest. Just a less potent team on the road. They shoot at a lower percentage and they play defense worse on the road, which makes sense. But yeah. That's uh, going into March Madness. I'm a little bit nervous about some of these teams that I like because no one plays at home. All these teams play so well at home, and when they go into a hostile and well, not even hostile environment, they're playing in. It's neutral, which means there's yeah, no home a, or away factor. Yeah, so you have nothing swaying. Like I mean, you could have a bunch of fans show up for your side, but usually it's it's about fifty fifty. Exactly. So that's what makes March Madness so unique, though, right? So. Um, yeah, it's one big tournament. Anyone can win any game. Exactly. Uh, Baylor had an impressive home win against Kansas. I thought that was pretty much a statement by them, especially with all the injuries they're dealing with. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a statement win, and they looked impressive. Did you watch that game at all? Um, I watched a little bit of it. I saw Kansas go up by quite a few early. I think they were up by anywhere from like 8 to 10 for most of the first half, and then Baylor cut into that lead. Yep. Uh, the whole second half, Baylor just controlled the ball, the, the tempo of the game, and they were forcing up bad shots from Kansas. The arrival, well, not arrival, but the rise of Jeremy Sohan has really elevated this team's game. Yes, um, agreed. I just thought that was a really good win, even in Waco against the top five team for Baylor. So that was impressive. I enjoyed, even though I bet the other way, I enjoyed that game and I enjoyed the way Baylor played. Um, With all the injuries, I think everyone tended to write Baylor off, um, but they're proving to all the doubters that they still have talent behind uh, all their injuries. Absolutely. And uh, another one, Tennessee. Took down number three Auburn at home, and it wasn't as close as the score indicated. They were up 11 with like a minute 15 left. 
So um, good win by Tennessee. And like I was telling you, ten, uh, SEC home teams, SEC home teams, SEC home teams, especially the top four, uh, they're, they're very, very good at home. Yeah, Tennessee was tested early in this one, and they just overcame. Uh, they were down by 11 at one point with like 15 minutes left in the second half. Completely reversed the game with a run. I am starting um, to get concerned about Auburn's shot selection. Uh, they have the talent. They have the player in Jabari Smith to get it done. They just – sometimes their offense, I don't know what they're thinking. They really only have – Two main scores. Uh, I mean, you can talk Walker Kessler. He's not really a scorer. He's just an all-around. But Jabari Smith is going to be a bona fide lottery pick, and he's a bucket. He's literally yes. a bucket. Yes, but outside of uh, Walker Kessler, Katie Johnson, and Jabari, they don't really have any scoring options. Wendell Green's been very, very cold. Two for fifteen yesterday. They're not going to win games if he continues to shoot like that, and he's their third best scoring option. Agreed, agreed. I think Auburn's going to run into some problems in the tournament just because they're going to have to score against some of these top-tier teams, and I'm not sure if they're going to be able to keep up. Yeah, and if you get one of their two guys in foul trouble, that's basically the game for them. This is true. Um, What else you have? Kentucky and Arkansas. Yep, Kentucky, Arkansas. Arkansas has been the hottest team in the SEC and I don't and I don't even think it's arguable at this point. They they have been the hottest team in the SEC um the second half of the season. Uh if they win out and win the SEC tournament, they're looking at maybe a 2 seed. They are moving up every week at this point with all their wins. So yeah. uh I don't foresee them winning out because of our SEC home team theory. They play Tennessee at home. The last game of the season. That's going to be a hell of a game, and I'm circling that just to watch as a fan. As a fan. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good old noon game to watch. Oh, it's next – yeah, next Saturday. That's the last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and it is. tournaments. Yep. So that's going to be – that's going to be a wild, wild game. Looking forward to that. Um, and it was really never in doubt for Arkansas. They took an early lead, and the game was back and forth in the second half, but there was really no doubt who you thought would win this game. This is true. Rutgers finally lost at the rack to Wisconsin. They had to. They had to. Wisconsin's also fighting for number one in the Big Ten, so it's big. They are number one in the Big Ten now that Purdue lost yesterday, so oh, that is that wild. Is, yeah. Uh, That's a team I know. That's a team that's just been staying there and winning the games that they need to. Yeah, that th- this is factual. Noah, what do we yes. think about some of the matchups going into next week? So there's a few ranked matchups. Uh, I think we have four down right now. Monday night, the big one to watch will be Baylor at Texas. As we spoke about, Baylor coming off that huge win against Kansas at home. Uh, Texas does play very well at home, though. Uh, yes, Baylor is going to be playing with all the confidence in the world. I will say they might have like somewhat of an emotional letdown because, you know, they just expended a ton, a ton of energy and emotion in winning that game against Kansas at home. Uh, that would be the one thing I would be a little bit weary of. Otherwise, I think Baylor has a really good shot to win this game. Yeah. I think this is a coin toss, uh, in my opinion, with Texas being at home. I would give Baylor all the credit in the world if they were playing at home again, but it's it's just hard to win in adverse environments in college basketball, as I'm starting to learn. I didn't think home court advantage, unless you had a really raucous crowd, 
played that much of a role, but it plays a role in every single game. Yes, yes, it does. And I've been trying to tell you that all year, my friend. I, it's hard when you go to a Penn State basketball game and everyone's not yelling. You wouldn't think that other crowds are more into basketball. But even know? Penn State has a great, you know, pretty much they're 10 and 4 in the year at home. Their away records 1 and 8. So, yeah. It matters. Definitely. Home court matters. Home court matters. That's really home it. court advantage. That's why conference tournaments are huge, too. 100%. Um, Tuesday, we got three matchups, right, Phil? Yeah, we do. We do. Purdue at Wisconsin's the big, well, one of the big ones. That Well, like you just said, they're right. This is teams one and two in the Big Ten. So this has big seeding implications for the Big Ten tournament and the national NCAA March Madness tournament. So uh, Wisconsin at home is going to be a tough out, but I think Purdue, I mean, it's going to be a battle. This is a coin toss in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's going to be it's going to be up to Wisconsin to see if they can keep up with the scoring of Purdue. And you can say, oh, Purdue only put up 65 points yesterday in East Lansing. But Wisconsin, they aren't as good at home, my personal opinion. Um, their, their record would show that they're not exceptional. I mean, they're 11-3 and three at home. So, like, it's similar to Penn State, maybe one game off. This game, as you said, I think in our very first podcast ever, it's going to be whoever makes – the least mistakes because this is going to go right down to the wire and whoever wins this game will win the big 10. Um, Wisconsin obviously has the best shot. If Wisconsin wins, they win the big 10 because they play Nebraska the last game of the year, which they will not lose that. Uh, I will say Wisconsin has a huge advantage here being at home. And I know you're saying, Oh, their records only 11 and three. Can we all acknowledge that 11 and three is not a bad record. And Purdue, oh, it's a good record. Yeah, but okay, my point is, how is it not a huge advantage when Purdue is, I think they have one loss at home on the year. So if Wisconsin was playing this game at Purdue, they'd have no shot, in my opinion. Yeah, I think once you get to these top teams, though, um, both teams in the top 15, they are kind of toss-up games. Like, both games yesterday with the SEC, yes, the home team ended up winning, but both games were within, like, three to five points. Yeah, I just think Wisconsin has a huge advantage here. I would definitely give Purdue the advantage if they were at home. And since they're yeah. not at home, Wisconsin, I can see them winning this game. Yeah, um, I think Purdue's going to come out very strong in this game, and I, I think they're going to take it. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Um, Arizona-USC, that's the other one. Arizona is playing at USC. Arizona's the hottest team in the Pac-12, at least till last night when they got their ass whooped. Yeah, that um, that college basketball made no sense yesterday. I'm just kind of throwing logic out the window. Uh, yeah, it made uh, it made a little bit of sense. Home teams, right? Um, but yeah, every home team won, even if they were double digit underdogs, as Colorado was against Arizona last night. To be fair, though, Colorado's a really, really solid team at home, and they've been playing better basketball the second half of the year. So, I mean, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Arizona's obviously the better team on neutral court and at home. Yeah. But it, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Arizona was due to have an off night, right? No basketball team is perfect the entire year. Even when teams go undefeated, they have games that aren't pretty, right? So, yeah, it, it just so happened this sometimes... not pretty game they lost. And I think losing sometimes late in the year is a little bit humbling and a good experience for these players because if you go on a run and 
you're just on top of the world. You're going to reach a game in March where you're pushed to your limits. And I, I do think losing the game helps humbles players. Yes, but I, I will say that that's a slippery slope. Because if you let that snowball into, you know, losing three out of four games to end the year, then you're talking about real momentum. Not hey, being hey. there. I, I only said one loss. Three out of four, you probably shouldn't be in March. Well, all I'm saying is that teams have done that before. And then when they get to March, they get upset really, really early. Yeah. So. yeah, and I could I could see a lot of that happening today. We have some – or today, this March, we have a bunch of mid-major schools that are going to make some noise. Yes. The last matchup I really want to get into Monday through Wednesday is the Providence at Villanova game. Yeah, and same thing we've been talking about. I think Nova has the advantage playing at home. They also have a tremendous home record, um, as do most teams in the Big East. Villanova has one loss at home. Um, also, Providence only has one loss away. So. Also, how much and, – and I'm not, I'm not saying Providence is going to lose on purpose – it's not what I'm saying. How much does this really matter to Providence as long as they stay healthy? Because they have already won the regular season tournament, already got the one seed. I think they're they're playing for pride in this game. And for but do you know what seeding. I mean? At what point do you make sure your players are safe and healthy? Right. Um, I would if I was. Uh, what is their head coach's name? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I've ever known it. To be fair, it's Providence. Yeah, no, I, I I know his name and it's escaping me. Uh, I think their head coach plays this game very tough with all of his guys. Uh, depending on how close it is, if they're losing by like ten to fifteen, I could see him pulling his guys out with like five minutes left, as it really doesn't matter that much. And then they end the season with Butler, and I think even with their back. Oh wait, no, Villanova ends with Butler. My bad. Um, who's Providence end with? Uh, they no, no, they, this no, is, this this is, is the last, last that's game. what I'm saying. This doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I could see him playing for pride. Um, I mean, I, I guess I it matters for like March Madness seating yeah. and like, but other than that, like, I don't know. I uh, Providence is one of those teams that are overlooked, I think, when they, they look at seating and all that. Um, they are a fantastic team, and I think right now they're definitely lined up for a three or four. If they could beat Villanova, who Villanova has more losses, they're going to end up like Villanova has a higher seeding, or they're even on seeding with Providence the last time I checked. But the, the committee is so high on Villanova year after year. And yes, they are a very talented team. But this win for Providence would boost them ahead of Villanova in the seeding for the tournament. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. At, at what point does it, not really matter though because if you're not going to be a one seed like if you're a two three or four seed it's all basically the same at that point and i hate to be that way but i mean it is you're going to be playing teams who are lower than you to start and then you're going to play tougher teams the only one that really matters to me is a one or a two seed and if you're not going to reach that it's like fuck it yeah and i i think though that if providence wins this game i think they could make a strong case for a two seed yeah I just – I would be careful with my players in this game because if you have a season-ending okay. injury or something like that, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. I could see him playing this either either way. Um, who do you like in the game? Uh, Villanova at home has – and Providence has one of – no, has the highest luck rating in the – like in the last 20 years in basketball – 
and they've shown like there's a statistic the last eight teams who've had like this high of a luck rating and they even have the highest of all those teams has lost in the first or second round of the tournament. So just just a little bit of insider information there. So what does the luck rating, what does that take into it, it account? It basically means winning very close games and how they won, like percentages, field goal percentages. Basically, it looks into like how sustainable it is. Okay. Yeah, and they, they rank number one in the country. I have my Ken Palm up right now. Um, don't really have any other tournament teams outside. Well, Wisconsin's fifth as well. So that's what I'm saying, man. Got to look at those no. things going into tournament time. Yeah. All um, right, Noah, Phil, are we gonna? Are you uh, ready? Wait, what were you saying? Sorry. I was gonna say, are you ready? Yeah, I am ready. Let's do it. Bills team of destiny. It's game time, baby. All right. Last week, we had the Vermont Catamounts, who won their regular season championship, and I suspect they will win their conference tournament. Right now, this week, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, 18-0 in conference, on an 18-game winning streak, obviously. The Jackrabbits. The Jackrabbits, a.k.a. the Jackrabbits. Anyways... They played Oral Roberts, who's the second-place team, uh, a couple days ago. Uh, they won in overtime. They had Wilson score 29, Shireman score 26, and Apple score 41. And Apple came off the bench. And, and he scored 41 in 28 minutes. My God. My That's God. a pretty efficient score in there, Phil. I think he only missed three shots, which is very, very insane. Um... Just keep an eye on them come tournament time, depending on their matchup. Hey, upset alert, whoever. There's some top seeds who I can see losing early, so just keep an eye on it. South Dakota State is one of those teams that has historically pulled off a couple of upsets when they get into the tournament, so anything can happen with them. Yeah, they also just shoot the ball really, really well. So if they end up playing one of those teams who's just super defense-based and has an average offense, might be a popular pick. Just saying. Are they all white? I have never seen them play, so <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, no, they have uh, no. They're majority white, I would say. But what else would you expect from uh, one of the Dakotas? Uh, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, I mean, they do recruit out of state, Noah. This is college basketball, but you think they recruit out? Nah, nah they definitely recruit out of state. Did, but... No, what the? Yes, they recruit out of state. Um, all right. Well, me and Noah are back on this grind for this podcast. You guys keep up with our socials. Obviously, look them up on Sticky Sports Side. We'll be coming out. I came out with bets earlier today. Um, hey, just I, I am very, I'm not going to say I'm a sharp. College basketball has been very, very good for me this year. I'm very informed on betting. Um, does that mean I'm always going to be hot? No, that's no guarantee. But hey, if you want at least some informative stuff about betting, go ahead and look at our media's uh, Instagram. And if you have a question, reach out. Like you can ask me why I picked a line. You can ask Noah why he picked a line. Whatever. My my reasoning for every line I pick is hey, they're just better. Exactly. So maybe don't reach out to Noah unless you just want to be frustrated. If you, I would do a lot more research if I had people counting on me, but my bank account's the only thing that counts on me, so. 
And Noah counts on me a lot for his banking couch. So, yes. All the pressure's on your boy here, so hopefully I don't fuck it up. All right. Um, Noah, anything else to add while we close out here? I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode. We will be releasing again on Friday morning, correct? Yes, we – no, 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 Thursday morning. Thursday morning, yeah. We're, we are sticking to our two podcasts a week. We're going to have our other segments and talk about some of the matchups that we brought up today. Yep. Um, dive into some weekend kind of stuff. Just follow our social medias, guys. Put out Phil puts out his picks. We put out some memes, just some enjoyable content for y'all. It is just sticky sports side. Just look that up on Instagram or TikTok. Phil, you come out with that TikTok yet today? Uh, not coming out with it till four. So, four p.m. All right. Oh, well, uh, he has his picks posted there alongside with a meme. Um, we thank you guys again. So, hey, let's let, ride that gravy train. Let's hop on it, boys and girls. Because we are not sexist in this podcast.